Hey guys, and welcome to the Service Alliance Group Podcast. I am your host, with a most, Equipment Zach Kreider. And today's podcast was recorded while at United Servicers Convention, ASTI 2022. It's another one of our interviews that we did while on site. Um, I hope that you enjoy this. It's an interesting view, um, maybe from 30,000 foot of the appliance industry, kind of gives you different insight to different areas. Um, really cool guy, Tim, and I'm excited for you to meet him. I'm going to shut up. Enjoy the interview. Hey, guys, and welcome to Appliance Alliance Podcast. I am your host with the most equipment. And again, we are live here at Atsy. Uh, it's been a fantastic time networking, doing all the things. And this morning on, on a whim at breakfast, because we've been talking about, if you've been watching the past podcasts or whenever this podcast shows up, we've been talking about networking, meeting people, not sitting at the same table. So I sat down to breakfast and met this gentleman. His name is Tim and he is from Hisense. That's correct. Yep. I'm Tim Burdick. I'm from Hisense uh, uh, Appliances and Electronics USA. So, t Tim, you you have a, like, we usually tell people to give the five-minute elevator pitch of who you are and why sh we should care what you have to say. Ooh, okay. But our entire episode is, like, who you are and why we <laughs> care what you have to say. You, okay. So, so, let me preface this. You, you have a very unique, um, you have a very unique perspective on the industry because... Yes. You've literally been in every part of this industry and and you're a rarity there's not many there's people not that have many. done that so yeah, there's not many so start at the beginning and i'll just interrupt as we find things that we need to to hit on along the way sure okay so uh basically been in and around the industry all my life so my dad uh, for those of you that may be listening or know him, Tim Burdick Sr. has worked for Whirlpool for many years, had his own business as well. I grew up in it and I was always around it. And like any good kid growing up, my, my dad had his little shop down in the basement. So I would help him out and do some different things. And, you know, like most kids, little kids, I would like run my fingers across the evaporators and like bend all the fins. And yeah, everyone's going, oh, you're the one. Yes, I was the one who did that. So kind of grew up in it and I always remember remembering my dad tell me like, you'll never go hungry in this industry. There will always be food on the table, mm -hmm. right? So like any good teenager at that point, I'm like, wow, no, nah, I don't want anything to do with the appliance yeah. industry, right? So we moved out to Arizona. My dad was a technician for Whirlpool. We moved out to Arizona and I finished high school in Arizona. When I finished high school, he actually got transferred back to Techline uh, for Whirlpool back in Michigan. Well, he left Michigan and or left for Michigan, and I stayed in Arizona. So I went to work for Whirlpool, and I sat when they had factory service in Phoenix. I sat at the desk, and I was the one answering phone calls and scheduling the service and help dispatching and pulling parts or whatever they needed. Then. Uh, eventually shut down factory service and I kind of moved on and was out of the industry for a little bit. My dad came back down, uh, got transferred back to Arizona from Whirlpool and back in and around it, you know, seeing what he does as a, as a trainer and a regional manager. And then I started working for a uh, 
parts distributor in the Phoenix area. And I was out selling parts. I was going around and, and I was the guy selling parts. And I went to apartment complexes to sell parts. I went to other shops and sold parts. That's what I did. So you've already done two things. You've you've worked. You worked yeah, you're a CSR. Yeah. Um, you worked TechLine. Well, uh, more things. CSR TechLine. You worked. No, at, my dad did TechLine. Oh, your dad. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. So, so CSR, CSR and sales part and sales part sales yep. like already already. That's yep. all you. That's all. That's it. <laughs> my gosh. Uh, so, I went out to these apartment complexes to sell parts and and we start talking a little bit and they started asking me because we're talking about a relationship about my history. They would ask me, well, why is my refrigerator doing this? Or why do I have a refrigerator that's doing this? I'm like, and I could answer the questions. And for the harder questions, I call my dad up and say, hey, you know, well. You had an understanding I had an because understanding of, of it. You, you learned by osmosis yeah, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I grew up in it, had an understanding, made my part sales pretty good, but then I started asking my dad, if my dad wouldn't answer the text that would come in to get parts, I would ask them, well, hey, why does the refrigerator do this? Or why is the washer doing this? And one technician finally said, you know what? I'm done answering your questions. Come ride with me and I'll show you. I'll, That's an I'll, awesome I'll offer. Well, it was, it was really good, yeah. but he's been friends with my dad. My dad is actually the one who trained him when he came okay. in. Okay. And now... Uh, he made a deal with my dad and said, I'll hire your son as a technician if you train him. So I got in the van and started doing service calls as a like a subcontractor, contractor, mm -hmm. technician. And my dad rode with me on every single call that I went on. Every single call. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, this is definitely something I want to do. So I opened my first service company on my own. So now I'm a one-man show operation, and I'm still kind of selling parts on the side and running my own service company, one-man one man show. Yeah. And I took on uh, Samsung. That was my... Okay. That was it. Because no one else wanted to touch Samsung, right? <laughs> no one else wanted to touch them. Not much has changed. Not <laughs> I love well, Samsung. I love, I, I love Samsung. I love I'm, I'm not picking. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, the no, mentality. The mentality there. for yeah, a lot yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, the same. Yeah, but yeah. no one else wanted to touch them. So yeah. I took them on. That was that was my bread and butter. And it, in doing so, I, I became really, really good at Samsung. Yeah. And so now I've been CSR. Okay. I've worked at a parts warehouse. I've been a technician. I've now owned a business and running my my own service company and doing warranty work and understanding how that process works. And then at, at an ASTI, actually one that was happening here in Florida years ago, uh, they, Samsung actually came up to me and said, hey, we would like to see if you'd be interested in becoming a trainer. And so I said, great. Oh, I got to back up. I actually forgot this. So when I was selling parts at the warehouse, right, they had a deal where they would go in and train the apartment complex staff on how yeah. appliances work so i'd actually already done training a little bit of training <laughs> for apartment complexes so I forgot that's about impressive that. like the, i mean the, if you're not hearing this this resume is ridiculous like it is just a crazy ridiculous resume so so then i started working for samsung as a trainer and as a technical trainer so i was a technical trainer for samsung and then that led to me becoming a technical trainer and product specialist at frigidaire 
Electrolux. And then from there, I actually ended up going back to Samsung for a little bit. Uh, left Samsung and uh, start restarted my service company yeah. and hired a couple techs. Yeah, you there. weren't a one-man show anymore. I so you were a one-man show the first time first around. First time around. And now you've come around where you're adding technicians into this. I'm adding technicians, this. right. Yeah, so now I'm adding technicians into it. So now I got that aspect of it. And then... Uh, then I got a phone call one day uh, from a buddy of mine that says, hey, I am looking for someone to help us build, works for another manufacturer, I'm looking for someone to help us build some content. So now I'm taking this and I'm now I'm making a visual content and PowerPoints and how-to videos and training videos for Fisher Paykel, for GE. Now you're uh, stepping into my, the things that I love. Yeah, yeah. 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 So now yeah. I'm stepping into yeah. some of that aspect yeah. as well. I've done that. And then I got a call from another friend of mine from my days at Electrolux and said, hey, I'm working for this company called Hisense and uh, we want you on staff to do our training and run all of our technical creation. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah. So now let's see, I've worked for Whirlpool I've worked for a parts distributor. I've had my own business as a one-man show. I've been a technical trainer for Samsung, Electrolux, Hisense, technically GE, because I worked on GE Smart HQ service okay. yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. I worked on that team for a little bit. Um, Fisher Paykel, making content for them. And I've been a business owner with multiple technicians. As well as a solo. So like as this resume is just like a laundry list of stuff. So so now that we've just taken ten minutes to ten go. minutes of resume time. <laughs> but but here's why here here's why I wanted to take that time and really wanted to break into that. You have a unique perspective on the industry. Right. Yeah. Like we so we were talking at breakfast, so many guys and, and I've been that guy before, like and and and, and I do service for for Hisense through glad. Glad through, through through another um through through NSA. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I know that not all manufacturers are out to get you right, but, it's, yeah. but sometimes when you're in the field, when you're that technician and you're, you're, you're separated from it, you just, you feel like, oh, these manufacturers hate us and they don't, yeah. G give us some, give us, give us the, you know, 10 or 20,000 foot view because you, you, you're kind of like, you've kind of been in all these all spots. All these different spots. Yeah. yeah. So first off, the manufacturers don't hate you. They're, there's, they don't. They, they understand that you as a technician and as a service company are a necessity and you are what is going to help drive their sales because that is an important aspect to them in their customer service relations, right? So they know you are a necessity. Now, why it doesn't seem like that is because you have to also look at the manufacturing side, mm -hmm. right? You have to look at this. This is a global or worldwide or even even if it's just a national mm -hmm. company mm -hmm. they still have to make the product yeah. right go through that whole process that whole engineering process and as much as we all love engineers right yeah engineers do different things for different reasons it may not right. always make sense to us right. but there's always a reason behind why there's so many screws in something right. or why the screws are there and not there it doesn't seem to make sense at it all doesn't seem to most make sense of the time. But usually there is a reason, a functionality sure. Sure. structurally behind that, re behind I, that done. 
And, and, and I think that all could be solved in communication. I mean, re, like, I know it's just so much to do it, but, yeah. like, how hard is it to tell your trainers, like, hey, here's why? You know what I mean? Like, I, there, okay. I, 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 I'm playing devil's yeah, advocate I know, here. And I love that. I, my <laughs> wife tells me I do that all the time. But um, the reason for that is, yeah, the train the trainers can ask, right? And a lot of us trainers, a lot of the trainers. The ones who care, ask. Not even just the ones that care. A lot of the trainers, we were once technicians. Yeah. So we ask those questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the reasons we don't get those answers back, maybe there's, there's a couple a different reasons. There's a lot yeah, of reasons. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's maybe the engineer who originally designed it is no longer there because they move around as much as technicians do, right? Or <laughs> those of us that work in yeah, the, yeah. the corporate aspect, you know, yeah. Every time we come to these conferences, it's like you see the same person. Like, what shirt are you wearing this time? Right? You know? It's so true. It's, <laughs> so, it's so true. It's so true. What company you got now? Yeah, yeah. So they move around just it's as like much. like NASCAR. Yeah, it's like NASCAR. You just, you just move around. <laughs> change, the, change the sponsor. But they move around just as much. Yeah. Right? So yeah. maybe that, that engineer is not there. So they don't, the new engineer doesn't know why we did it this way, but they're working on the new prototype that's going to change it. And they can't release that information yet. Communication, 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 communication. How hard is it to write a note? As technicians, like that's as technicians, that's, I get, that's where we're I thinking. That. Like we yeah. have to write notes on everything. So why would yeah. why you would know? You? But engineers don't think that way. They that's not that way. in their. It's no. not. They design it. They make sure it works, and then, then it's off out to the, the door. And yeah. that's the other part. It's off to the next portion, right? So if I you was going to go there, but yeah. So yeah, if you take like a, a stack washer dryer. You have one one engineer that's working on just the water valves. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. They do not know anything else about yeah. the washer yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything else about the dryer. Yeah. They know their component. Sure. And that's it. Sure. Because that's what they're responsible for. Right. So it's modular. I it's mean modular. it's 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 literally like it's literally like taking a machine that's modular and going, okay, I'm gonna this yep. is my job. This is my wheelhouse. This is my lane. Because you can't be an expert in everything. You can't be an expert in everything. So then as a trainer coming back and saying, okay, now I have to sit down. I would have to sit down and literally have a discussion with yeah. 85 to 100 sure. different engineers. Sure. We all know how much fun it is to talk to an engineer to begin with. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> you, you have to have that, yeah. all those discussions to yeah. try and piece everything together. And there's just not enough time to do that. And, and then you add another layer to this, and you got to go in manufacturing. Things happen in manufacturing. Then you actually got to put it online. Yeah, so then you actually take that concept, and they do what's called a uh, production. No, they do a manufacturing spec, Yeah. and then a production, production spec. spec. Yeah. So now you got to go through and actually make it, yeah. see if it works, and then you send those notes back to engineering. They change what yeah. needs to be changed, and then they finally make make the unit. Yeah. So that was one of the things I did get to do when I was at Electrolux is I was in between that process. So they would make the manufacturing run and then they would send us the, the right. prototype. Figure out what's going on Figure with out it. what's going on. Okay, here it is. And then kick back. Kick back our ideas yeah. and then go from there. Yeah. Now, we did have a little bit, most of us trainers do have a little bit of say in things, but at the same time, some You're aspects, not an engineer. They we're don't, not an engineer. Yeah. And number two, some things that we'd say we, we would like change to make it easier for technicians. Yeah. Now we have to look at the money aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, how much is it going to take? How much is it going to cost to yeah. go back and yeah. change that whole production line 
and retool the production line to 100%. do that. And that's like to change one tool on a production line is like 200 grand at least. Yeah, at least, at least. At least. Well, and and I'm going to pick on the engineers. Um, drop the ego, right? <laughs> For the love of God, drop the ego. Good luck with that one. I know, I know. <laughs> you know. Um, I may have to cut this, so I'm just giving a little brief yeah. thing here. Yeah. I'm going to share a story about Hisense sure. specifically. Um because that other layer is then you have manufacturing that happens and things happen in manufacturing that there is absolutely no way that you could just, there's no way you could anticipate. Everything went great in between the the manufacturing run or spec and the, then the production spec. And then you're like, all right, now we're going to full send it. We know what we're doing. Whoop, off the line it goes. So we were talking earlier. I actually, I'm a nerd. And I had a yeah. chance to work with Anton um, down in Georgia because yep. he couldn't get his hands on a specific drink cooler that had been causing a ton of issues for Hisense. Yeah. And and it was making noise. And it was making this weird noise. And it was, once we figured it out, it was something in manufacturing. But um, couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. Customer kept going, it's making noise. And it wouldn't make noise when you were there. Oh, and it, those are always the greatest. You know, like, right? and so there was just... But it wasn't, she wasn't alone. There was a ton of machines like this. And yeah. he goes, listen, there's a lot of machines like this and we can't figure it out. And I can't get one in the lab. I don't know what happened. You're a smart guy. Can 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 we make something happen? And he, you know, ran at flagpole. Long story short, machine comes to my shop and I'm able to sit there and nerd out and pick through it and figure this figure out. out. And then, and we ended up pushing a bulletin through based on the work that I had done, that I had figured out that it was the heat exchanger was just sitting in such an awkward position that it was sitting there and literally rattling, 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 rattling yeah. on the casing yeah. and then just need a little bit more, uh, the insulation foam along the bottom. So like create, you know, and then that's where the trainers have to come in. You got to create these technical bulletins and people have to know how to handle the technical bulletins. And but that happens whole, in manufacturing. That's just weird things happen that... That happens in manufacturing. But then, then you, since, you, since you touched on that, so then it's not the trainers that necessarily make the, the bulletins either. Right. Right. So, right, that, right. so most, most manufacturers have their own technical writing department. Right. So now you got that issue that's being brought back through tech line or yeah. product support. Yeah. Now they have to take those over to the technical writing group and now the technical writing group has to get with engineering to figure out what the problem is, what the solution is, and then they have to come back and get the technical bulletin roll. you're not only filling it in in the field, right? We have to take care of what's happening in the, the field, field. Yeah. but it can't happen again. Right. So because that costs so much money to fix it in so the field. Money. It has to be fixed in manufacturing, yeah. So now we got to go back to engineering. We got to get the, the, the problem with engineering. And then engineering has to say, okay, yes, this is a problem. Yeah. That's always a fun conversation. Yeah, they don't, because they don't, again, we go back to the ego thing. They don't want to, yeah, they didn't right? make a mistake. Yeah. There's no way they There's made no a mistake. Yeah. But then once they say, yes, there is a problem and here's a solution to fix it, right. that's got to go back to the technical writing group. Right. Technical writing group has to put together the bulletin. The bulletin has to go to legal. Legal has to approve the bulletin. And the wording, yeah. and then it has to come back, and then it comes back to the trainer so we can actually dispense it out to the, to the field. 
I, it's a lot of steps. It's I get a it. lot I get, of I get steps. It. So, I'm so, exhausted just thinking about so, it. So if your eyes haven't glossed over, you've hung with us <laughs> this far. Like this guy's got a laundry list. He knows what the heck he's talking about. And and we come to, there's just so many cogs in the wheel. There's, that there's a lot just no way. Yeah. And so, you know, you almost get to the point where you as a technician, like you don't, if you don't understand all those steps that led up to that, and why would you? You're yeah, a technician, you're a technician. Your owner or whatever. Yeah. Like that's not your job to understand that. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're having this conversation because you got to cut these guys a little bit. You do have to cut them a little yeah, bit slack. It's, yeah. it's just, there's so much. We're humans. We do make mistakes and yeah. things do take time, especially the bigger the company, the more time it's going yeah. to take. And so we don't have a ton more time. I, I, yeah. We have to have more conversations about yeah, this because like, there's just so many more. There's so many layers. This is just one layer of the, the nightmare that is out there. Um, you know, and... I definitely want to talk more about like how you've seen the industry change and in the in the things that you've seen um, a, as you've switched from manufacturer to manufacturer and and just done all these different hats. That's a whole another that's a whole another podcast know, right there, man. And, and we'll and we'll make sure you guys get that. But um, I want to thank you for your time today. Yeah. I, I'm going to give you a chance to kind of plug Hisense real quick. Sure. We're going to do yeah. a whole nother podcast. You're going to be our first actual manufacturer representative yes. to, to get a podcast. Love like you're getting, you're, yeah, you're getting a, like an exclusive, um, a exclusive spot in this. So I'm, I'm kind of excited for that, but give, give us a little plug on, on who Hisense is. So Hisense for you guys, if you have never heard of us, uh, or if you have heard of us, you probably know us from electronics and TVs. We've been in the U S for televisions for over 10 years now, uh, for home appliances, we're coming up on about two years. And over the next year, we're coming out with 26 new home appliances. We're launching full kitchen suite, full laundry, you name it, we're coming on strong in this market and they're dumping a lot of resources into making sure that you as technicians and service companies, we build a good partnership with you guys. And we have a great team uh, building that relationship from our own service network to me who is running the technical writing department as well as the training department right now and making sure that we get our information out to you guys and making TechLine available to a wide variety of servicers as well, both in warranty and out of warranty right now, both. As we grow, that may change. There may be subscription fees coming up, but as we grow, that will come down the line. But right now, if you got Hisense or if you're seeing Hisense, because we are on every Lowe's, we're coming on Home Depot, Best Buy, Costco.com. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not know, you can buy a full-size 25 cubic foot refrigerator from walmart.com and it will be a high sense refrigerator so wild so wild and i i want to take a moment here because I, I i do have a relationship with your company um just you know as as a, a warranty company shout out to TechLine anton anton yep Anton's a great guy. My brother, I love you. You you are a nerd like me, um, and and it has been a pleasure to get to chat with you um, on TechLine. And it's just it you're awesome at what you do. They don't pay you enough for what you do. That's my little plug <laughs> for you, man. That's my plug. Um, we'll, we'll we'll run that up the flagpole. Yeah, run it up flagpole. He's <laughs> such a cool guy. Like I, it's it's you know when you meet people that are just like a nerd like you or like a, a business mind like you or you know whatever like you just there's there's such cool people and 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 you know it's just it's fun to fun to interact. Always fun so. to see. Yeah. 
And that's why we had you on because Perfect. I just you know you know met you and and it was uh, we had to have you. It's it's yeah. such a cool perspective. So I appreciate Absolutely. you so Glad much. Um, we're gonna get rocking and rolling. We hope you guys have a great time and thank you so much for your time, Tim from yeah. Hisense. And for me. you're gonna see him again. This guy is just a wealth of knowledge. It's 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 cool. He's got he's got such a very background. So I have you on again, man. We oh, appreciate it. Excellent. Appreciate it. for the Appliance Lions podcast. We are signing off. Peace out. Guys.